just fear crawling things. They fear like the way they they wiggle. We have trained so far 4,000 farmers on railing of the black soldier fly larvae. But they are beautiful animals and they have a secret because they have protein as high as 65% fruit protein. So it's the way to go actually. It might be an idea that makes you squirm, but for many people across the world, insects are not a pest. They are a delicious snack. In Mexico, ant eggs are soaked in butter. Brazilians consider chocolate covered ant wings a delicacy. And in China, many markets serve roasted bee larvae or fried silkworm moth. Here in Africa, Millions of people depend on bugs as an important part of their diet. And with recent research on black soldier flies carried out at Uganda Matis University, it would appear that they may be said to play a more important role in farming in the region. Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly program dedicated to bringing you the latest science news from across the continent. This is a side of net production and I am Sally Amutabi. This week, insect farms spread across Uganda. Africa Science Focus reporter Joseph Elunya traveled to Uganda Matis University to meet student Davis Kato. In the current situation of Uganda, Farmers, majorly the livestock farmers, have one challenge of limited feed resources and in particular protein sources. In the process of extracting or getting them, supply shops that sell to the farmer, they go through uh, a lot of practices that end up causing harm to the environment. And as institutions or researchers, there is a need to look or to, to innovate alternative uh, sources or innovations that can provide similar type of protein without harming the environment. And there we are, here the, the Faculty of Agriculture, having black soldier fly larvae, isn't it? Black soldier fly larvae, it is the larvae uh, that is gotten from the black soldier fly, a fly that is found everywhere everywhere in the natural environment. The only thing to trap it is just to look for an attractant and then it lays eggs. Those eggs hatch after three days, hatch into larvae and the larvae starts to feed on any kind of waste. Farmers, I really advocate or call upon you to take on this, to take on the black soldier fly larvae. This practice isn't hypothetical. Dr. Naluyima is a veterinarian. She returned to her family's farm looking for ways to boost her livelihood and make agriculture sustainable. She agrees with Davis that the cost of production for farmers can be almost insurmountable. Animals need animal protein so for them to grow very fast. And then the cost of protein was quite expensive, like a kilo of uh, silverfish, mokene, goes for 5,000. Sometimes even can go to 6,000. That's about one or two US dollars per kilo for chicken feed. When you consider that one grown chicken can eat nearly a whole kilo of pellets in a week, smallholders can struggle with these costs. Then it becomes expensive and feed. Feed makes uh, 70 to 80% of your cost of production. 
And yet, sometimes even then, the good quality protein, that very expensive protein, is not available. Remember, protein that's silverfish, and even humans eat silverfish. So there's a lot of competition. There's a competition for you as humans to eat the silverfish. There's competition for the chickens. There's competition for the pigs. And of course, when you also go into nutrition and malnutrition, you find that basically this is a, there's now there was a wave at this at this particular time, a wave for alternative protein. So what can you use to still give you good protein, but cheaply, and then you don't have to compete with humans, or you don't have to compete with these other animals as well. On the outskirts of Entebbe, Dr. Naluima has a farm unlike most others. A big square balloon sits on the ground filled with biogas from her livestock. Heaps of earthworms squirm over a large mound of waste and a curious cage holds hundreds and thousands of flies. As Dr. Luyima sifts through pig dang, she tells our reporter Joseph what she is up to. And then, as we, we kept the pigs, we had plenty of dung. So we started playing with it, uh, just playing with it, like, okay, fine, how can we make the cost of production for pigs reduce? So you just leave the pig dung out for a day, for about eight, six to eight hours, and then flies come lay eggs on them. When they, We are basically playing with the life cycle of a house fly. So flies come lay eggs on them. When they lay eggs, so when you end up selling the chickens, First of all, you earn money, like you may earn about 4,000 to 5,000 shillings from the chickens. That is a profit. About So we, we end up having 60 to 40 to 60% profit when you sell the chickens when they're fed on the, on the alternative protein of maggots. The money that you get from the chickens, you now can buy high quality feed for the pigs. So that's what we've been doing. And then along the way also there's the, the, the black soldier fly is another type another type of fly that still gives you alternative protein. So now we play with this, we play with the califola, we play with the black soldier fly and we play with the earthworms. And then we feed these on different now. We feed them on with the earthworms also feed them on the chickens and the fish. You know? For you to earn, in farming you need three things, you need the genetics, you need the feeding and you need the management. And then we've been telling the farmers that you have to feed your animals very well and they've learned that. So this whole festive season everyone has been running left, right and centre looking for good quality feed as in the concentrates. They've learned how to use concentrates. They're ex a little bit expensive but they give you good results. But then they've not been available in the country, everywhere. So all you need is to first of all get the phobia out of yourself, especially people who think maggots are dirty, but they're beautiful animals and it's the real way to go at the moment. And if everyone can have them to their disposal, they can grow them. So we are teaching people how to make the maggots. Dr. Naluima says that her chicken grows quicker than even before. She says that the larvae are a great source of nutrients. Davis Kato, back at Uganda Matisse University, agrees. He says that the university's recent investigations of the BSF, the black soldier fly, found that the larvae were made up of 65% protein. When compared to the fish or soya feed alternatives, the black soldier fly larvae were more nutritious and higher in energy. And Researchers estimate that it could cost farmers much less than what they pay for conventional animal feeds. So like uh, currently per week, 
Mm. How many like uh, kilograms can one harvest? Say, is it harvested weekly? Yeah, uh, in a week, we harvest two times, and when we harvest, isn't it? When we harvest, maximumly we can harvest around 80 kilograms of live larvae, and then when we go into the process of uh, of drying. Uh, the final, the final dry, dry, dry matter or dry uh, larvae, we get around 50 kilograms a week. Mm, a week, yeah. Apart from maybe only, uh, apart from providing ch uh, chicken feed, mm. of what other significance is this now to, let's say, to the country or to sub-Saharan Africa? Now, to Africa and Uganda in particular, this project, one advantage is they are able to provide protein sources for our livestock. Another advantage, to get this larvae, there is no destruction that a farmer or anyone has caused to the environment. And this one really addresses the challenge of climate change, isn't it? And another advantage is this levy can still be taken up by any government, local local government, town councils, sub-counties. They are able to, to break down the public waste. Because the flies are abundant in sub-Saharan Africa, it is possible for farmers to collect their own and start a breeding program. Dr. Joseph Sekandi, the Dean of Agriculture at Uganda Mats University, thinks it could be the ultimate solution for supporting small-scale farming. So, historically, in, in, in Africa and everywhere, there has been a, a history of edible insects. However, this one, this particular project, this domesticated project, the domesticated insect, solves a protein problem in animal production, in livestock production. The biggest source of our proteins now is from fish, uh, silver fish. And there has been challenges with the, the stock, the fish stock, evident with the prices. So what we hope, that the black soldier fly larvae will reduce the pressure on aquatic life, will reduce how much we actually able to extract from the lake. But also farmers will solve the protein problem in their uh, farming. Dr. Sekande says that common feed products use materials that humans also consume, which generates competition and drives up market prices. His team, along with Dr. Emma, are helping to provide the basic equipment and training necessary to farmers who are keen on creating their own insect farms. Dr. Sekande thinks that this could also boost local economies. We have trained so far 4,000 farmers. Uh, on reeling of the black soldier fly larvae. But also we are going ahead to support 100 farmers to start up, as to give to provide them a startup. So we provide them a modest reeling unit. We also provide them a, a reeling unit will be a structure. But then we shall also go ahead and provide them with a stock, the, the mother stock, to start reeling. We hope... Uh, that after maybe six months, these farmers will be able to start scaling this up on their own farm because what we shall give uh, is a capacity of maybe 500 kilograms 
of, of, of dry feeds. But we hope a farmer should reach a point when they're able to sell a thousand or even a ton. Now, we are completing the value chain that we are establishing a feed mill here and we will be able to buy the larvae from the farmers at a very competitive rate. But our hope is that other feed producers will also start processing industries around. Dr. Joseph Sekande finishing today's report on alternative livestock food sources. But we have one more question for Dr. Sekande. Our reporter Joseph asked a question on behalf of Africa Science Focus listener Lutaya Innocent. Let's find out what he wanted to know. I met a young man, he's called Lutaya Innocent. Mm. And for him, he wanted to find out how long does a cow take to produce Ah, <laughs> a young cow, what you'll call a heifer, if it is a, a hybrid and it is under controlled environment, it's not open grazing, it's not something, but it's in a control, you control what it feeds, you control how it is reared, it should take a period of 12 months. So the period is between 12 to 17. And then it will have a gestation period of nine months. So it means that within the period of 24 months, a cow, a calf, would have given you another calf if, of course, it is in a controlled environment. Great question, Innocent, and many thanks for your expertise, Dr. Sekandi. Do you have a question about science? Get in touch. You can contact us from anywhere in the world via WhatsApp on plus two five four seven nine nine zero four two five one three. You can subscribe to our program and download episodes at www.sidev.net. And if you've been loving Africa Science Focus, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app to help others to find us. Today's program was edited by Jackie Opara and produced by Harrison Lewis with reporting from Joseph Elunya. I'm Sally Amutabe. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.